Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's episode is number 228, and it features the return of the one and only Ben Hilton of the band's Death Before Dishonor, Isolate, and a bunch more. Now, before I dive into that, I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to start a new side series called Tiny Terror Tuesdays, and starting next Tuesday, I'm going to be dropping these little mini episodes where I review a horror movie I watched over the past week or so, and next week, it's going to be kicking off with the upcoming Dr. Jekyll from Hammer Films, starring Eddie Izzard, as well as the hidden gem, The Convent, from director Mike Mendez, which came out back in 2000. The Convent, you can find right now on Shudder, so if you want to check that out before the episode, Also, just make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so the free way by just sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. And if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it is only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. You'll get some stickers in the mail, a shout-out on a future episode, and a couple other perks as well. So check that out if you're interested. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. But now, I appreciate you for coming back on the show, man. Absolutely, man. When you... uh... When you hit me up, I absolutely just wanted to come right back. I had a fun time last time, so looking okay. forward to it. Yeah, and I thought about asking, you know, to see if Colin wanted to come on too again, but uh, I might just let him come on uh, a part two on his own because of, uh, you know, just to make it easier because being the second time, we're going to be doing, like, talk about other stuff. and uh, That's, yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, you got that new project, is uh, which we can dive in if uh, that's cool with you. Absolutely. Right into the first questions, which pretty much, uh, like always, my first question is just, you know, giving you room to promote, which you got that new project that you're actually, uh, like you said, fronting again with uh, mm-hmm. Isolate. And then, of course, I know you drum for Death Before Dishonor as well as a couple right. other projects. Uh, if you want to shout out, you know, any recent releases you have or just anything you got coming up, you know, whether it's shows or, you know, new music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Isolate's the new thing. It's I can't promise I'll do too much updating with it, but I just put out like a two song plus intro demo. Uh, basically it's just like an old school hardcore band. I grew up on like the, that first generation hardcore stuff. So that real primitive sound. Oh, I, I always loved. So I yeah. wanted to just kind of do my own version of that, but with a little bit more of a modern sound and, uh, yeah, basically everything you're hearing on there is me. I just threw it together myself. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if I do anything else new with it. I I'd like to, whenever I feel up to it, but, uh, with uh, with DVD, we've been doing a lot lately too, and I got a couple other bands I play in as well. Yeah. So we've got. I know we're we're working on a new record uh, for DVD, which will be cool. Yeah, I'll definitely look yeah. forward to that for sure. And oh, uh, yeah. if you ever need a bass player or something, I'll let me know. I'll shoot up there and play a show for you for isolate. Just <laughs> hell yeah, man! Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'll let <Right>. you know. <laughs> I play guitar too, but I know those are probably easier to find than somebody that's willing to hop on the bass. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, for me no, being so true. far away, it'd be easier to learn the bass from from like uh, a couple states. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, dude. Honestly, with uh, with DVD, we've had fill-ins that like 
we've met the day of the show to to jam with and be like, all right, you can fill in. All right. You know, some yeah. basis you can make some crazy stuff happen with for fill-ins. <laughs> no, definitely. There was one time like uh back when I was like coming out of high school and stuff like that, there was this local band and uh they had just switched like they didn't switch guitar players, but they were pretty much like part of ways with their guitar player and they had a show then they wanted to still play it and they were like kind of melodic hardcore like they were kind of like sounded like that band hundredth and stuff and mm-hmm. uh like early hundredth and then uh they wanted yeah. to uh like uh so they really needed the background because you know like the leads and stuff were important so they were right, like dude right. if you can learn this shit in like four days you could play it so i had to learn like all this shit in four days and uh <laughs> i couldn't tell you like like within like a few weeks after the show we kind of started to like not practice that much and then didn't really do much we played like two more shows and then stopped and then, like as soon as we stopped because i had to learn it so quick that shit went right back out of my mind and i was like <laughs> dude sometimes it's like that it's like a deep that's a deep fear of mine every now and then. Like if I haven't practiced in a while, I'm like, what if I just forget everything? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'll get like that with it. I get like that with driving sometimes too. <laughs> no, I know yeah, I'm like, I, I sit down in my car after being on tour for a while and having not driven. I'm like, what if I just forgot everything I know <laughs> about driving? <laughs> but it's like, they say it's a, uh, you know, the, the line people use is, you know, it's just like riding a bike. I'm like, I haven't ridden a bike in years. I'm kind of scared to get on one, to be honest with you. Like, right, yeah, that one might have left me too. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, like I could definitely do it, but I wouldn't be like, I'm not gonna lie and say there's no hesitation, you know, like there's definitely some, but <laughs> absolutely, yeah. But, no, oh, yeah. but of course, there's bands that I played in like for years that I like, I can remember that stuff today, but that's still, you know, you got to like kind of get the memory going before it comes to you. It's not just there sometimes. That's so. yeah, exactly. If you do it long enough, you you build a muscle memory, but even that doesn't last forever for sure yeah and like you said you're yeah. in multiple projects so i'm sure there's stuff that you guys maybe put out two years ago that if you just don't play it you know you get back together to do a show it's like you got to listen oh. to it again and absolutely yeah leading up to to writing this new stuff with uh with because you know I, I, colin's not in in death of dishonor anymore so like we've got uh a guitarist that used to be in death of dishonor kind of came back to play with us mm-hmm. so we've been kind of going to the back catalog for the uh for the the live shows just to mix up our set and like some of these songs even on like the record unfi- that colin and i did unfinished business i'll be like wait i gotta really sit down with this one before i like play it live because i even though i did it and wrote this stuff you know it's like i gotta remember how this was it's it's crazy if you don't pick it up it definitely leaves you after a while yeah no definitely but i'm starting to see what you guys do with the new stuff for sure when that starts to come out and i'll keep an eye out on the socials so you know to share it around on my socials as well of course i'm sure if anybody's listening they follow you guys too you know so it's not like they need to uh the share but uh but hell yeah we can dive into the horror side of things uh you've already been on the show so of course we talked about like your favorites of all time and stuff uh mm-hmm. but since this is your second time uh do you have any favorite horror sequels and you know they could be they don't have to be just like i had somebody come on one time and i asked them that and they just kind of went with straight part twos and i was like it could be you know part seven yeah. it doesn't have to be yeah so. Yeah, you can get out there. Yeah, I know that's that's one of my favorite parts about horror in general is that sometimes the crazier the sequel gets later on, and like the more out there it is, the better it is. You know, like yeah, uh, it's for me horror sequels. I I feel like there's there's always the one or two that are considered the all time best by just just about everyone, but then I have my guilty pleasures as well. Like yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth. You know, either it's usually like a tie between final chapter and jason lives that's the all-time you know the best friday sequels uh but i like five <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you that's know? my favorite man i'm not gonna lie. i love five yeah <laughs> reggie the reckless <laughs> he's the best and then Dudley the damn enchiladas <laughs> that's right yeah that whole scene is incredible <laughs> now i always sing that little song where he's like "Ooh, baby <laughs> 
I do all I do that at work. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it'll but, pop into my head randomly. <laughs> yeah, that that one's got like the camp that you want of like 80 slashers. I feel like where some of the other ones lack that, you know, I think six has it mm. a little bit more. And that's why a lot of people like six. I think the best like a lot of people, like you said, like four and uh, six or, or like uh, two really loved ones. I think it's because mm. six has the camp, but it also has uh, Jason back where five. It's like that's the first one that truly has the camp. And it's the sexiest one because there's like all these naked ladies and stuff. <laughs> there's none of that shit in this, uh, the sixth one. That's the first one. Without that's true. Actually, so. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, it's although. Yeah, six. It, it also has some great editing too, like all those little lines, you know, like all those, uh, like either speaking to the camera or, or just like they cut from one scene to the other to like either answer a question or finish a sentence. It's I, I love six too, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, something about five, it goes back to like some of the first times I remember watching Friday marathons and, uh, and that was always the one that would, would pop out to me or I'd always turn it on when five was on. So it's just, yeah, a lot of memories there and, those scenes are great. Yeah, the uh, like the the goth girl dancing in her room. Like yeah. all these little things are just perfect with five for me. Yeah, that's exactly what was popping in my head. I was like, there's just so much memorable stuff. Like you said, the the girl dancing popped in my head, and then the fact, uh, then the like the mom and her son. You know, the like redneck mom and her son. That shit is so that's, hilarious. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and you got this random character that literally shows up just like to like help the mom and her son. He's like, can I stay here? And she's like, you gotta work. He literally goes out and like is a peeping Tom for like 30 seconds and then gets killed. And it's like, why the fuck was he even in the movie? Like, <laughs> That's right. Just See, another that's, death. That's one of those things that, yeah, I've watched it so long. I forget about just how pointless that character was. <laughs> but true. it makes it so fun. Like that whole movie, like everything about oh. that movie is so memorable. And then the, the fact that the guy with special needs gets axed because he's trying to give him a chocolate bar. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just the line he he says leading right like the thing that pushes him over is telling him i think you're way out of line vic (laughs) way out of line (laughs) he just axes the shit out of him in front of all the other kids and none of them are traumatized by it they're just like damn he really took it to him (laughs) yeah five once the ambulance pulls away they've forgotten about it and they just carry on (laughs) yeah it's so good and what's uh, funny is like you never think like because it shows Roy right then give like a little look and you never think anything of it until you watch it again later after finding out that it's Roy you're like oh right God. it's like because at first you just always think it's Jason you know so it's it's hilarious that exactly yeah it wouldn't have honestly that was one of those things growing up I either either I just missed it at the end or just wasn't you know like once once all the action was done I just kind of stopped paying attention when I was a kid but I just it didn't click with me that it wasn't Jason in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why. Maybe I was too young to be paying that much attention, but, uh, but no, that that's five's definitely the guilty pleasure. Probably one of my favorites. And I think, I mean, even with, even with nightmare, like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I think the, the common, uh, the commonly appreciated sequel would be dream warriors. Yeah. Which I do love. That's definitely one of my favorites. But guilty pleasure, and I don't hear too many people talk about it, is uh, New Nightmare. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's the the kind of like '90s uh, daytime TV or day, like like TV movie kind of vibe that it gives me, but yeah. I I love that movie. No, yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. It kind of comes off like uh, the same cinematography as like the It miniseries from like the early '90s and stuff. Like that's exactly it has that same feeling. Yeah, and uh, I really love it. That's kind of what I tell people is I like the, uh, I call it the Nancy trilogy, because even though she's playing um, Heather Langenkamp mm-hmm. in that film, it's like, you know, the three films with, with her in it. Uh, I really enjoy yeah. that as well. 
Yeah, she's definitely like the ingredient that kind of made every every one of my favorite of that series involves her. Yeah, you know, I I can appreciate some like campy sequels, but some of the nightmare movies just they I don't know if I just wasn't around for it when when they were out. That's missed it, but like they just don't do it for like four and five and six. I can't can't get into. <laughs> Yeah, they're fun, like, uh, throw on in the background films just for, like, the fun part, like, the, like oh, mm-hmm. he started, he's about to kill somebody in a cool way, let me watch that. But, like, all See, the, like, yeah. interactions with the teens are just not as good as the other films. Like, in Dream yeah. Warriors, you love all the teens because they are all, like, these, like, characters with, like, little personalities. And uh, same thing with the first one. It's, like, uh, well, they kind of dwindle so quick that you really only focus on Nancy for most of the film, but she's easy to root for, so. Definitely. It's, one of those things where it's uh uh and but uh i'm with you i feel like but it's and then those ones were so like they dropped off so quick that by the time uh freddy's dead came out people were so checked out that mm-hmm. uh new nightmare came out and i don't think people understood necessarily because like you know nowadays with the new saw movie that just came out saw x or whatever um mm. people knew going in that it was it takes place on a timeline between saw one and two because of the internet but back when right. new, new Nightmare came out, people probably saw trailers and were like, wait, what the f- Why is Heather Langenkamp? Heather, you playing you know, herself. Like, yeah, people didn't really understand the meta thing. And then I think finally after, that's why I think people give Scream more credit for Wes Craven doing meta when he did it way before with New Nightmare. Well, not way before, but a few years before with New Nightmare for sure. That's true. Yeah, he just took that idea and just was like, all right, I'm going to have to spoon feed it to you. But he did it in a, per- in a perfect way because that movie is it, just like you said, it's totally, totally revered and celebrated. Yeah, because he even tried to call yeah. Scream a scary movie. So he was really trying to feed it to people. But it's just that's right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. it's written by Ken Williamson. But uh, but then uh, hmm. when he did a uh, new nightmare. um but that's the thing is, I feel like that's what I was saying about that was I just feel like it would. Uh, that's why it's become a cult classic, because now people understand where it like, lies and what happens. But I feel like if at the mm. time when it came out, if they had that pre like if they knew going in, like, OK, like these people are playing themselves. This is what you're getting into. It would have gotten like immediate. I think the critics would have like loved it as well. You know what I mean? So I think it would have got away yeah. better. Like I think it would have got like immediate success instead of over the years became a beloved sequel type thing. Exactly. Like once it comes out on video type deal, then everyone starts loving it. Yeah, or getting the like uh, AMC Fear Fest run all, all every Halloween and shit. That's that's just it, and that's got to be some of the you know with going into like the Halloween movies that the Fear Fest was huge for for me getting into Halloween sequels. Yeah, you know because I'd I'd seen the original, but then you know I just didn't know enough people who either had it or or had the sequels on on tape or whatever. But they'd they every year they'd be running and I would like you know check the TV guide like crazy so I didn't miss each one, and uh, and that's that was another kind of thing I just learned recently or kind of had to had to reevaluate was Halloween Five because yeah. growing up I was like that's the scariest one <laughs> like yeah. she's she's in the in the uh, in the laundry chute that's terrifying <laughs> which I still think is a pretty cool concept but then going back and watching that movie that's a that's a rough one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree 100 percent because four, four and five were the ones that played like all the time when I was growing up and stuff. And uh, I really Mm -hmm. like I had the same thought, like I love four and five. They're great. And then as I got older, I rewatched four and five and I was like, four is good. And then five starts and I'm like, why is she mute? What the fuck? Uh, Something about grandma's cookies because like or like the cookie store or whatever because of the (laughs) cookie woman. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie woman. That's what he And it's just like uh. All that, and then you got Michael Myers wearing that mask with like a cigar sticking out of it. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And the the neck is like totally out of the shirt yeah. for some reason. He's got slick back hair. It's yeah, it's it's and too then, it's too much. 
and the guy that he's taken over has all this personality and all of a sudden goes silent and the girl thinks nothing of it. It's like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> See, I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What was, and you know, another thing that I didn't, didn't occur to me until like just, just recently was uh, Tina in, uh, in Halloween five. That's not the same girl as the friend from four. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was her. <laughs> it's just like all, all these years. I thought that was the same character. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh that's one of the uh things about it. I feel like growing up, the reason I attached to it is probably the same reason you did is because it's like got a young uh protagonist, you know what I mean? Where the other ones, you know, Laura Strode is a full teenager and stuff, which hmm. you know, as I got older, I gravitated more to, towards that one and stuff. But hmm. uh four and five were the ones where it's you know little kids that are dealing with Michael Myers, so it was cool to watch that. That's kind of why I think growing up a lot of people like uh a lot of people attach, you know, going back to Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter is because that's the first one with Corey Feldman. So a lot of people are that's like right. a kid beat fucking Jason. So I can do, <laughs> you know, I could do it. There's no reason to be scared. It's so, so no, oh, I, uh, I know. Yeah, uh, four is incredible. I, I love that one. Just that every time I think of four, I just think of that machete head slide. It's the perfect effect. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just watching. Uh, I watch this YouTube channel called dead uh, meat and they do mm-hmm. these things called they talk where, uh, pretty much a guy does like voiceovers for killers and they did a voiceover for <laughs> final chapter and it showed, I've like forgot about, like, I didn't forget about the machete kill, but I just wasn't thinking about, or the machete mm. slide, but I just yeah. wasn't thinking about it. And when that shit happened, uh, my kid was like over in the room, but like off the side. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, I don't yeah. want him to see that. Cause like he watches oh. quick things, but like, that's yeah. so much. <laughs> Those effects in that one. Yeah, exactly. They had to, that, I think it was after that they, they had to start pulling away and like cutting those kills short. Yeah, because of all the effect, I don't, it might have gone even, gone even before that, but that was, that had to leave some mark on the MPAA. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh Tom Savini going full blast on that one for sure. Oh yeah, exactly with his uh self insert character and Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's why uh, not? You know, right? No, that's what I always liked about him, but then it kind of sucks that it dropped off completely in six. Which I guess there's no room for the mask thing in six. You know, he's just kind of like doing what he's doing, but. Yeah, oh yeah yeah exactly yeah he just kind of turned into like the bland you know the bland main character <laughs> yeah no for but, sure uh, but hell yeah you got any uh other sequels you want to shout out uh you know what are a couple that i actually just got into recently which i loved the original for a while but never like never stepped out the uh sequels with sleepaway camp oh yeah oh i the so <laughs> I love the fact that Bruce Springsteen's sister. I don't think she's acted since, but those are just, they're perfect. I want to see more of her after those two movies. They're great. Pam yeah. Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That. I love those movies. The, uh, um, Pam Springsteen's like underrated for sure. Uh, just like, oh, totally. Which, of course, I love, you know, Felissa Rose, but those movies just become fun slashers because at that point, there's no twist to have anymore, just, you know, to keep the Angela character and stuff. But I uh, like when she that's, kills yeah. the twins for smoking weed and stuff like that. She's oh, like, smoking kills. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, it, that, was, that was another little moment. I'm watching that and I realized I was like, that's the uh, that's the audio clip from the beginning of that Casey Jones song. You yeah. know, it was, I never was able to pin that until I saw that. It was like a big mind blown moment. <laughs> no, that that and then uh of course uh, i don't know if you know but uh renee estevez is also in the movie she uh amelia estevez's sister <laughs> yeah that's right yeah I, I heard that too yeah that was i didn't i didn't recognize her like i remember before seeing them that uh or i i'd heard that bruce springsteen's sister and that was just i'm a big springsteen fan so that was kind of part of I'm like i gotta see this you know because just knowing somewhere like one of the biggest rock stars in the world was forced to watch that just because his sister was in it <laughs> you know like right. that cracked me up 
<laughs> He's like, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good, Pam. <laughs> she comes to all your shows, Bruce. We got to give her one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta sit through it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Now, America Wasteland isn't quite as good as Unhappy Campers, but it's still worth watching for sure. Uh, the third one. Oh yeah, it has its moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the. Uh, yeah, I, I, just the vibe of those. Like a lot of times, I'll go through like Shutter or anything and just look for like. There's a certain vibe of just campy '80s slasher that I, I want to just kind of sit there and exist with you know and i couldn't totally pin it down until i watched those ones i was like all right these are the perfect comfort slasher to yeah. me you know what i mean no oh, yeah i think i said america yeah. wasteland but i meant teenage wasteland i think is what it's called actually but that's yeah yeah i was thinking about tony hawk america wasteland <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah classic game right great great uh game sequel right there. <laughs> but oh yeah I, I, I just i just watched like a uh like a retrospective of like every every Tony Hawk sequel, and they were like kind of shitting on that one. I'm like, how are you gonna shit on that one? It was a great soundtrack with all the like the revitalized classic punk songs. Yeah, and then of course you got to go to uh, Skatopia. I think by the end of it was that. I think no, that's uh, Underground Two. Underground Two. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Either way, that whole era on under. I mean, Underground is definitely getting its due now, but uh, that whole era of like of Tony Hawk games is definitely underrated. Yeah, no, I pretty much love anything from Ford to American Wasteland or like my, I mean, I like the original three too, but Ford to American yeah. Wasteland were the ones that I was like prime teenage years playing the shit out of and stuff like that. For sure, for sure. Especially when you get sponsored and all that. And until Skate came out and then I was like, fuck Tony Hawk, I'll just play Skate on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that totally, <laughs> yeah, definitely put down that controller. I was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Time I, still, skate, yeah. I still have a PS3 and all three Skate games in my closet. I just haven't busted it out in a while because I like moving and stuff, but. That's yeah. I got an Xbox 360 again recently just to play that one again. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the the original skate, yeah. Oh yeah, it's so good, so fun. Oh yeah. Uh, any more? You uh, you want to shout out on those before we move on to the next one? You don't have to, of course. I'm just I didn't want to move um, on. Uh, I mean, as far as sequels, I mean, I think uh, I'm trying to think of any other uh, any other sequels that I might have. I mean, there's there's plenty. I'm not a, I'm not a, a snob when it comes to sequels. But I'm just trying to, as far as all-time favorites, I'd say they're in the Friday the 13th and Sleepaway Camp territory. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in Halloween, you know, Nightmare is, is a franchise I've only gotten really familiar with recently. But uh, but no, Friday and Halloween are definitely my two tops. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, it's uh, you, like I said, you've been on the show like a few years ago. But uh, at this point, it's actually been a few years, which is crazy. It doesn't feel that long. But uh, for real, have you seen any like kind of recent horror films that you've enjoyed? And they can be, you know, just first watches or, you know, just actually like, uh, actual new releases and stuff like that. Uh, I can't. I, I mean, I definitely I definitely have. I think I watched uh, I watched Malignant not that long ago. And that was pretty that was pretty good. It's not the newest, obviously, you know. Yeah, but uh, I I liked that one. I thought it was a cool idea, but you know, it was the one that really stuck with me that I watched multiple times and felt the need to like show people. I told my brother, "Hey, you got to watch this." My wife, I had to tell you know, was uh, Barbarian. Hell yeah, I love. Barbarian. I loved that. Yeah, I I watched that on a, a flight over to start a tour, and I was just looking for something, and I knew like I'd, I'd heard something like you got to see this movie, and I'm like, all right, I'm watching it now, and yeah, had no idea what was coming, but. Totally, totally blew out my expectations. It was yeah. crazy. 
No, that's one that, uh, same here. It was like Barbarian was one of those that when it started getting like hype and stuff like that, like everybody was posting about it. And then I saw um, Barbara Crampton, you know, from like Reanimator and, you know, uh, she's in a, a ton of horror movies. You know, she more recently, she was in that Your Next movie, uh, Super mm -hmm. Flash and stuff. Uh, and she posted about it and was like, people need to go see this. And I was like, damn, even like celebrities are going out to see, you know, like, or not celebrities, but people in the horror, well, she is a celebrity, but in the horror world, mostly. Yeah, yeah. And, um. But uh, so, you know, people are like, you know, you need to, you need to go see this. So I was like, if I don't go see this soon. It's going to get spoiled for me because that's what everybody was saying is like, don't let it get spoiled for you. So mm. I went out like randomly at like noon on a Thursday because I was off and saw it. And it was only like me and maybe like seemed like a triple date of like elderly people, like in by elderly, maybe anywhere from like the 60s, to the 70s yeah. range. And not um, your typical horror market. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like a lively bunch, but like they yep. just go see movies and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, it was it was like a blast though. Like, uh, you know, even not being a full theater, like you could hear them like having fun without being loud, you know, like they weren't being like rambunctious, but you could just hear them yeah, gasp yeah. at the right parts and like laugh at the right parts. And it was, <laughs> I don't know, it was super fun. And uh, just the twists and turns and everything. It was one of the best theater experiences I had the whole year. And that was even, like I said, <laughs> um, just because of the movie itself. Like, I think I could have been alone in there and still had the same experience, you know? So oh, for sure. Yeah. It was just such a wild ride of a film, you know, like it's pretty much three acts. And then you also like, well, yeah, there's, I like to say three acts, but there's almost four because you got a uh, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it, but it is kind of a little over a year now. But, you know, you got mm -hmm. the first act with the Airbnb mix up then it switches to Justin Long. But then it goes mm -hmm. to the past with, you know, kind of showing Richard Brake's character, you know, how he like would kidnap women by like tricking them and stuff like by going in and unlocking a window and all this and that. But then it goes right. to like a fourth act where the two all the stories come together. You know what I mean? So it's like four See, acts yeah. and one. It's like. And it's only an hour and a half movie. So it's not like, you know, it's yeah, just you're not, going, you know. Yeah, you're not punishing yourself just to include all the stuff that, that goes into the story. It flows perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah, I loved it. I, I was, uh, I kind yeah, I, I actually wasn't aware of how much, like, hype was. I'd heard the, I'd seen the ads, heard, you know, like, heard a little bit, but I didn't know it was that, that big of a, a deal. Which it makes sense, though, because when a movie's that good, you know, people are going to catch on to it. And that's what I feel like is great about horror. Even still is like, I feel like it's one of the most like still original, you know, like they still come out with original concept. They don't totally depend on old. I mean, obviously they're going to dig out old franchises just to make money off of, but people who care about horror that make movies, they, they come up with original concepts and you can, you can see it, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Absolutely. I I agree 100%. That's both of the movies you mentioned are perfect examples of that with Malignant and Barbarian. Like, of course, you could attach them to other movies like Barbarian. Uh, to me, like I always mention, you know, Castle Freak is kind of like not similar, but, you know, just mm -hmm. the story of, you know, there being a monster in the basement of a castle type thing and, you know, being right. in the basement. Uh, and then same thing with uh, Malignant. A lot of people will attach that to Basket Case, but it's in such a different way that it's nowhere, you know, you wouldn't call it mm -hmm. a remake or anything at all. So it's just like, right. like an influence. Like you can see influence of older films, but you can still see like these wildly original ideas that like, and to see them get like full theater runs, you know, like not just getting thrown mm -hmm. on shutter and stuff like that, or Netflix is also awesome. So. Oh, for real. Yeah. And some, some of the, I mean, every, every great movie or, or, or genre, you know, has their old influences. Like you can look at, you, you look at the Godfather and trace it back to the uh, public enemy. You know what I mean? Like there's every kind of, anything that that stands on its own has to have some sort of influence nothing comes out of nowhere you know yeah 
I know like one of my favorite film directors of all time and you know not just horror is Quentin Tarantino and they pretty much everything mm. he does is an homage to something you know what I mean so but it's just the way right, of yeah. how he puts it all together to make his style you know it's like everybody's like oh he's ripping this and it's like yeah but he's not just ripping one thing and making that he's making all these things into one to make his style kind of like 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 exactly. you said exactly what people do with music and movies and everything that's so, just it yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, if you can't. Yeah, I'm, I play in a hardcore band. I can't knock people for being influenced and <laughs> ripping stuff off. You know what I mean? Like that's this is what we do, <laughs> right? And that's kind of become like the normal nowadays. Is like as soon as somebody asks you about a band or a movie, you immediately think of like something you can compare it to. Like, oh, like uh, you like this band? Well, they sound like you know these two bands from the '90s, or you know stuff like right. that. So, or you know, like, yeah, oh, totally. You like this movie? Well, you must. You know, you'll probably like this one too. So, no, it's um definitely uh it's become a normal thing i try not to do it too much just because i know some people don't like being compared to certain bands you know because you know especially you know just because doing the, i mean like in doing the podcast because I, I hate to mention somebody and somebody be listening and be like i fuck, we don't sound like them fuck that band you know what i mean but uh that's why i don't want to throw out any actual names but uh i definitely like that's what i catch myself always doing in conversation you know what i mean so that's dude no i, I know what you mean yeah you don't want to say the wrong thing and have someone get all in their feelings about it yeah <laughs> But, no, but uh, I know I kind of mentioned, uh, and of course you don't have to, but uh, I just because I mentioned it, I don't want to like pass it by. But uh, yeah, I mentioned uh, that if you wanted to, you could uh, bring a horror topic to the table to talk about. Did you uh, think of one or? Uh, Got to be honest. <laughs> I I have not. Uh, I, I've i got, I mean, I know last time we talked about like real life horror stories and everything. Uh, yeah, I can't, what? I can't say I have any new ones there but uh what's uh I'm trying to think of a, of a horror topic here <laughs> no you have to i mean i'm sorry uh, man no you're fine we've actually been going like 30 minutes so it's, we've actually been going about perfect time for an episode but uh and okay. uh, we've had good conversation too but yeah that was pretty much yeah. what i was gonna uh end on anyways but uh so that's a part you actually answered my last question because i was gonna ask you if you had a uh, different horror story because last time I, I listened just to make sure uh you mentioned the fact that you know you grew up in a uh well you lived in a haunted house for a little while pretty much mm. And then yeah, your, yeah. your family saw like a fucking woman in a purple robe, I think. And then like yep. uh, a glass uh, uh, ship broke. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. The uh, up in the back. Dude, I, I got to say, I feel so lucky that like none of that stuff seems to follow me. You know what I mean? Like my brother just moved into a new house and no stories yet. But he's he's kind of on that same like he was one of the ones who saw the woman come out of that room and everything. And. So I'm like, I'm always wondering, I'm like, anytime, anytime I move, I'm always like a little skeptical, but, yeah. uh, but no, that was, yeah, that was definitely, and especially for someone like my dad to witness the thing with the, uh, the glass ship, the, uh, if, if anyone didn't hear the last episode, essentially a, it was a, a, a glass, uh, like a stained glass, little, little panel. It was hung up as decoration. My father went upstairs, saw it shattered, but all the pieces were perfectly aligned up on the counter and just basically came down and yelled at us thinking we broke something me and my brother but uh didn't stop and think oh wait a minute uh that's you know no one would be able to put that like together naturally a piece of you know all those pieces of broken glass yeah so uh yeah definitely something happened had to happen there but uh but no is for a guy like my dad who's not really a believer type like that to come out and be like no that that's that's something supernatural i think yeah. that's that's speaks volumes Hell yeah. None, especially being broken glass, like you would at least have little cuts on your hands if you did. So like there would be right. some kind of evidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I broke a, a, a window in my my work van recently. I tried to like push some of it through for one second and got all caught up. <laughs> it yeah. just happens, you know. No, right. You're being careful. 
yeah, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've dropped a glass and swept it up where I didn't get at least a little prick or something, you know, like, or any, exactly. Like that, yeah. So, you know, no, yeah, okay. totally. Well, not, man, I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. It was fun chatting with you again and everything like that. And uh, hopefully I'll catch you at a, a show coming up with Death Before Dishonor. I know you guys are about to go on a run, so I'm going to try to catch one of those shows for sure. It's just work. Absolutely, wild, man. So, but. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. It's always a great time, man. If you ever want to have me on again, I'll be more than happy to. And, course, uh, yeah, we, we got, uh, if you're a fan of Death Before Dishonor, we'll be in the West Coast starting uh, February 23rd, I believe. All the stuff's up on our Instagram at D- Death Before Dishonor BHC. Isolate BHC is the, the new project I got going. And my personal Instagram is uh, Ben something underscore. It's got all my links to all the bands I play in. But uh, but yeah, just keeping busy playing, oh, playing yeah. whatever I can, man. <laughs> no, definitely. Once uh, you get back off the road or something, I'll have to maybe get you to join us for one of these monthly episodes that I do. And have you join all us right. for one of those. So. Awesome, man. I'd be more than happy to. Oh, yeah, man. Of course. I appreciate you again and uh, enjoy the rest of your night, man. Hey, you too, man. Thank you again. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as I'll be joined once again by my monthly roundtable guys as we jump into the film The Last Circus. The Last Circus is streaming right now on Tubi and Hulu if you want to check it out. We do spoil the shit out of it, so I highly recommend watching it before listening to next week's episode. But just make sure you go follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by just sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Also, if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, the link is in the description. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and stay safe.